Good morning, and welcome to episode 111 of Effectively Wild, the Baseball Prospectus Daily Podcast in New York, New York. I am Ben Lindbergh, and in Long Beach, California, you are Sam Miller. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Ben. You have a topic that someone asked you about or brought to your attention or something last week, maybe? Uh, somebody let me know about a... Um, a podcast by the Freakonomics, uh, Freakonomics Radio, I guess, yeah. uh, in which Joe Madden of the Tampa Bay Rays was interviewed, and the topic of the show was leadership and uh, the value of a boss. And um, so we both listened to it, and I think that uh, the reason that I guess I wanted to talk about it uh, was not so much because of that podcast itself, which uh, I think I took a couple things from, and maybe you did as well, but because it seems like you and I both have um, a little bit of a longstanding fascination with uh, the idea of manager assessment and yes. the ambiguity therein. And, you know, it occurred to me while thinking about this that we know how writers assess managers in the course of a year. They say, how many wins did I think that team was going to win? How many did they win? Do the math. And then there's your manager. And it's sort of a hysterically simple way of doing it, but at least it is a method. I actually don't really have any idea how people assess managers uh, over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I can think of is is um, winning World Series. This is Winning World Series is... is, Yeah, I think uh, over a long period of time, you can't really do the expectations thing. I guess you kind of can if it's a manager of the Yankees or something who have great teams every year. But I think after a certain point, you just start adding up playoff appearances and deep playoff appearances particularly. Yeah, like do you have any sense of whether the general consensus is that um, like Bud Black or Eric Wedge is a better manager? Uh... My sense is that Bud Black is a better manager, and I have yeah, nothing is, to back that up. <laughs> mine is too, and I couldn't tell you one reason why. I mean, no. it's, the Padres had a good year once, right? Uh, <laughs> and Eric Wedge is—I is, don't know—it's almost like Eric Wedge is more forgettable, maybe. Yeah, or is he older, and he's—I mean, Bud Black. I guess we knew Bud Black as a player. Maybe that helps. Maybe him standing. Uh... I don't know if that's it, or maybe, I don't know, I feel like Eric Wedge has maybe gotten more negative publicity on websites that I read over the years, or something like that. But yeah, it's just kind of a gut feeling that I can't really back up without looking somewhere. So anyway, this um, Freakonomics thing was uh, centered around an economics study that tried to measure the value of a good manager in the workplace. And they uh, went deep inside some corporate uh, entity. They would not say which one uh, the, the researchers did and looked at uh, how much a manager affects worker production in this environment. And what they found was that um, it's about a 10% boost in productivity by a good manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really significant. Um, and if that were the case in every industry you would say that the managers were really important they kind of alluded to the idea that baseball managers are uh, probably have less um uh impact than that um but uh but you know perhaps some and i guess that's kind of the idea behind a manager is that they 
uh, boost productivity, and that's what makes it so hard to, to measure because we don't actually know. I mean, there are all sorts of ways that make that hard to measure, one of which is that we don't actually know what players' productivity should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so fluid. Uh, and anyway, so 10% would be huge. Um, it's probably not that much for a baseball manager. Joe Madden was asked how much uh, he thought managers uh, could impact productivity, and he wouldn't really say. He suggested more uh, for a young team. He says that veterans generally you leave to their own devices, both in terms of uh, kind of ma- uh, managing their own behavior and also during a game itself. You don't really get uh, get very involved in what a veteran is doing during a game. Um, and he said that he suspected that his bosses knew better than he did, but he doesn't think too much about it, and he would be worried to think about the games that he has cost his team in that equation as well. Um, and I think the most interesting thing that he said is that he described his role uh, as a manager as uh, intellectualizing the day, yes. uh, which is a fascinating way of looking at a manager, um, the idea being that he comes in early and he is the only one who really has uh, a plan that bridges both the front office and the players and he has to figure out a way to to uh, create a plan to make a plan uh, to keep things uh, going in a sort of systematic way so that you're not just wasting things you're not just kind of standing around uh, waiting for home runs to happen um, or whatever but to actually uh, have a have a kind of an intellectual attack to the sport and to the team um, and that is interesting to me. Yeah, and yet he was also very quick to give all the credit in kind of a self-effacing way to the the front office and the information that the Rays provide him. And so I was kind of wondering how much credit you give him for just his willingness to use that information, because it seems like if Joe Madden were kind of left to his own devices and were not fed that information every day, he said he gets up every morning and he studies a a stat report that he's fed by his front office. Uh, And I guess Joe Madden kind of distinguishes himself by his willingness to embrace that information and apply it. But how do you compare that to the benefit of actually finding that information and providing it? I mean, is it, it seems like, just because of the way the the manager role has been historically, we give him so much credit for just accepting those things and just and using that information, which you'd think would not be that huge an accomplishment. You'd think it would be kind of the bare minimum that a manager would be expected to make use of that information. It hasn't been, um, but I don't know how you weigh his his willingness to utilize the information against kind of just the ability to actually dig up that information. Yeah, you wonder whether in 10 years a manager like Joe Madden would be distinguished from the the pack at all. I mean, right now, there's a... I mean, he's being measured against managers who um, who kind of... uh, I don't know, the, the, the public perception, at least, is that they're closed off to it, which doesn't make a lot of sense. My guess is that probably all managers are are more open to stats than we appreciate. In the same way, five years ago, front offices were more open to stats than I think the general public appreciated, and now kind of the general public does appreciate it. I think, or maybe not the general public, but the general reading public. Um, but yeah, I mean, men men stands out more for his 
when you compare him to other managers than when you compare him to like um like humanity uh in general <laughs> yeah a lot of intellectually curious people throughout the world um, and throughout various industries and i don't think that like joe madden is is exemplary for his curiosity mm-hmm. um but he is um, compared to you know 29 other managers that he manages uh, that he uh, manages against uh, he I mean I don't know that I, I don't expect him to necessarily be I, in fact I explicitly don't expect him to be doing the sort of uh, work that his front office statistical department is doing I mean are you suggesting that he should be a uh, statistics major and have um, you know these databases and be doing his own work no, even if he could, I doubt he would have the time to do that and everything else he's expected to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I when we we had originally planned to talk about this last week, and I had made some notes, which are just disjointed lines in a word document that I'm trying to decipher. Um, and by the way, we will link to this uh, this podcast. It's just a, a 15 minute or so thing. We'll put a link to it in the the BP post, but. I was kind of wondering about the ways in which a manager is different from your typical boss or the typical boss in the study that was cited. They didn't name the company that they used, but they did say that it was just sort of a a giant uh, a giant place that was kind of a call center. It did, did many things, but it was a call center and insurance claims, that sort of thing, which... Uh, is different in a number of ways, I guess. If you think about what a boss does or what a boss could potentially do, I guess there are two or three things. A a boss can teach an employee to to do something new or or different or better, um, which is not something I think a manager does a whole lot of. Uh, It seems like when a player does kind of make a mechanical change or or something, it's, it's typically a coach who is credited for that change. Like when Jose Batista became Jose Batista, it was a change that Dwayne Murphy, his hitting coach, suggested. You don't often hear about a manager uh, kind of tweaking something like that, although I'm sure it happens. And a boss can also be a motivator and not teach an employee to do something new, but teach them to do the same thing better or, or encourage them to do the same thing better, which a manager does. Um, or I guess a boss can just delegate tasks more efficiently or, or assign roles more efficiently so that people aren't necessarily working harder or working in a different way, but they're working on something that they're just better at. So that's something that a manager does also, I think. So maybe a manager does two of the three things that, that a boss at this giant company would be expected to do, but the fact that it is a giant company that is a call center and works on insurance claims um, seems dramatically different to me in that I don't know how much a manager has to be a motivator in the major leagues in that everyone who's there is highly motivated. Um, just to get to that point, you have to be extremely motivated. And there's a lot of incentive to work hard because there's a big financial payoff and and a payoff in fame and notoriety. So I wonder how much a manager of a major league team has to pump his players up compared to a manager at a call center who might 
hate his job and just be doing it for a paycheck instead of a, a vocation and possibly not a very big paycheck. Um, it's kind of like if you worked at Inatech, the company from Office Space, and your boss is Bill Lundberg, you you might hate your life. And if you have a great boss, you might hate your life a little less. Um, but it doesn't seem to be the same thing as as a manager and a major league job. And another thing is that a baseball player is always auditioning for every other team. Everything he does is extremely visible. So I don't know that he has to curry favor with, with the boss quite as much just because he's kind of a, a citizen of baseball in a way. Whatever he does, if it doesn't work out with one team, every other team can see that and potentially reward him for it. So I wonder um, what the impact is in those senses compared to a, a typical workplace. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to talk about this, partly because we don't, I mean, the very basic building blocks of this discussion are unknown to us. We don't know how much hard work matters to Major League Baseball players. We, I mean, if does an, extra, um, does an extra workout actually show up on the field? is does you know running extra laps actually show up on the field and how much and does being happy matter when you're playing and how much mm -hmm. and does wanting to win more actually matter at the big league level and how much um and so if you theoretically give the the manager um some credit for being able to inspire those three things even if like you say it's not as much credit as you would in an insurance company. Um, you need to figure out how much that actually matters. I mean, there, the the idea that um, a team playing together with the drive to win will have uh, better results than a team not playing together with a little bit less drive to win mm -hmm. is not something that I think we take too seriously because we are not qualified to measure it to even observe it uh to see it happening but players are really unanimous in their um faith in that idea and i forget who it was uh recently someone a ball player who i um who i think a lot of uh like it probably wasn't brandon mccarthy but somebody like brandon mccarthy um made some statement that every team that he's ever been on that won had these attributes and that no team that he ever played on that didn't have these attributes ever won. Mm -hmm. And you could easily imagine that this athlete who isn't Brandon McCarthy, but who I remember respecting, like I respect Brandon McCarthy. Um, you could imagine the, um, this player selectively mem uh, remembering or that these ideas about his teams coming ex post facto, but it's pretty unanimous. The players whose job it is to do this, believe in it and it's uh so it's hard to completely uh disregard it and uh i don't know i mean i guess maybe one question that i would like to see answered is um gm i mean players get paid say pay, players get paid five million dollars a win or so and so if a player is seen to be worth three or four wins he gets paid 15 or 20 million dollars managers get paid you know three to six million dollars so you would think that that would mean that the consensus is that a manager is worth about you know a win more than a replacement level manager. Um, I would be interested in 
knowing from players what they think a manager is worth. It, you know, not not you know, like in terms of wins. I'd be interested in just like you know, do the do the Orioles think that Buck Showalter earned them fifteen extra wins last year or two? Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know. I feel like in in this in this case, I doubt players have kind of thought about it all that much and done the sort of internal calculus to have a, a reasonable answer. But some of them probably have, and they probably have a lot better sense of the manager's role in the team and in their own success than we ever would, and really than even the front office would. Um, and this might be a case where the, the players actually have an information advantage over the GM. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd have to get them to answer off the record if you wanted an honest answer. Yeah, I mean, everybody would think managers matter. Everybody but Tori Hunter. <laughs> right. <laughs> would probably just tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so have we answered nothing? Uh, yeah, which is what we set out to do. Great. So you can listen to this thing. We'll link to it, and we will be back tomorrow. You can start sending us questions for next week's email show at podcast at baseballperspectus.com.